stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or any topic that is related to relationships or romance. I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today. So before I begin this week's topic... I would love to get into what is um, direct in my life, as well as what is retrograde. Uh, mainly, just in case you guys can't hear it, I'm just going to start off with the retrograde part. I got sick this last week. Yeah, um, whatever is going around, the, the the typical cold that's going around, even though I've masked up and even though I do everything I can to promote my health, I got it. Somehow I got it. It snuck it, it snuck its way in. So uh, I'm trying to battle that all the way around. And um, throughout this episode, I'm going to just try to do my best to not be either an absolute space case, um, knowing how colds bring in the, the mists of Neptune into your brain. But also just to make sure that I also kind of deliver good quality content, despite the fact that, yeah, I've been a little under the weather. But, you know, again, uh, what comes with uh, the uh, retrograde aspect of this week comes the direct. And actually, one thing I found out in like really trying to kick this cold virus to the curb um, is actually hot water, believe it or not, um, is not only very hydrating, but also super, super helpful um, to decongest both upper as well as lower respiratory regions. So I found that rather um, nice and really a good uh, remedy right there as well. And I think also just the direct, you know, been able to really kick back, you know, at least uh, the cold kind of came full blown over the weekend. So at least I'm able to kind of take good care of myself without interfering with work or day-to-day activities, but yeah, nonetheless, it's uh, it's been quite a journey all the way around. But you know, whether or not I am well or ill, uh, one season seems to, uh, the seasons actually in astrology are always a constant. So as of the 21st of March, so as of the first day of spring, um, just in perfect timing, the sun shifted from the sensitive and very ever so expansively minded sign of Pisces into Aries. So we all know what, that, what time it is. That's right. It is Aries season. And today we will be covering what relationships, like what kind of keywords, buzzwords we can reflect on. And what sort of themes arise when it comes to Aries season as well and you know, again, what we could expect as um, we move, uh, the sun moves into the sign of the ram, from the, the fish to the ram, which is uh, rather intriguing as well. So to really start off this uh, episode, uh, I really just have to say with Aries, the one thing that really comes to mind is really Joanna Martin Wolfolk's description of the glyph of Aries, which I think is kind of interesting. So she had mentioned that ancient peoples, whenever, you know, so like when we look at, look really closely at the glyph of Aries, the horns tend to make like uh, half moons in the, the sign or into the, the glyph. 
ancient peoples had actually interpreted that as, you know, half moons are those of our thoughts, our emotions, <clears throat> pardon me, and kind of our feeling states as well, too. Um, with the glyph, we also see the snout of the ram, and that's usually indicative of moving downward towards the earth or having like a an earthbound energy as well. And the best way that I can describe this is, you know, the thoughts and the feelings that Aries um, individuals who, who fall underneath the sign tend to come right to the ground and they try to make um, their thoughts and feelings into fruition right away. Um, and usually they don't, I, I think it's kind of an admirable trait when it comes to Aries um, in the regard that um, they kind of make their thoughts, fruitions, and their goals come to fruition right away, as opposed to where some of the rest of us, especially like with me, I have a lot of Libra in me. You know, the Libra side of me tends to kind of think things over sometimes into excess and to where I almost feel like I'm missing out on opportunities. And with Aries, they tend to really epitomize and really kind of make sure they, they get those opportunities in check as well. But really, um, just kind of taking this into consideration for Aries season, um, really relationships are going to take an about face um, from the previous seasons that we had seen. You know, so like with Pisces season, we were, you know, I think actually from like uh, Sagittarius to Pisces season, we're really thinking more about our significant other. Also, our relationship went from, you know, it's like kind of how we relate to the world, our relationship with all, especially with Pisces, our relationship with all that is, the universe, the cosmos. Now we're shifting into another sector, or kind of like a completely different sector. We're shifting to the beginning of the zodiacal signs, um, the baby, basically, of the zodiacal signs, which that is Aries. Um, they are the babies. And... um being the babies of the Zodiac, we're actually shifting into relationships that are more geared towards me. And actually, that that's going to occur up until about Cancer season. So from Aries to Cancer season, the shift and focus of relationships is all about me. And um, I would not be surprised, actually, if you are dating, if it's more, um, really the focus is more about hey, I have these interests. Hey, I'm this sort of person. Hey, it's, you know, I, I, you know, I have everything about me intact. Do you as a potential lover share those points of view? So it's no longer catering to your significant other. It's more along the lines of, do you kind of fit my mold? Do you fit kind of what I expect in relationships. Now, as much as this can sound a little self-centered and a little egocentric, and for some, that could be a bit of a downer, um, I think the positive side of it is that in other seasons, I think, um, especially with Pisces season, I can see where many people might have neglected themselves um, in order to make sure all of the ideals um, for accomplishing or accomplishing you or fulfilling you in the relationship, you know, you might have gotten lost in those ideals and may have taken your needs and your roles to the back to the back burner. 
And so uh, with that, this season is really ch- uh, challenging you to really reconsider yourself, reconsider your needs, your goals, and also who you are in the relationship as well. Um, Aries is also a time of, you know, being the baby of the Zodiac is a time of new beginnings. As we see with Aries, um, as with all the cardinal signs, they begin the seasons. Aries begins spring. And, and so we are definitely seeing a new beginning from shifting from winter into spring. How this relates to relationships is that with the new beginnings, um, I would not be surprised if there are a lot of people, whether in the workplace or whether within normal um, everyday relationships, if there might be crushes that might be revealed, like crushes actually coming out and saying, hey, you know, I've liked you for so long. And, you know, in the previous seasons, they might have been reticent and really in kind of the thought space of how to approach it. I would not be surprised if this season is where um, really where um, that just comes into fruition as well, too. Um, what I would recommend, I mean, the one thing that comes to my mind uh, when it comes to like an epitome of airy season is if you've ever seen the movie Never Been Kissed and Josie um, really kind of the character Josie kind of revealing to her crush through a poem, through a sonnet that she indeed indeed is in love with him. Um, in a, you know, in the midst of everybody in the language arts class, um, one thing I would just say, while it's very in, you know empowering and it's emboldening, one thing I would just say is try to protect yourself as much as possible if you are thinking of revealing to your crush that you love them, and you are kind of um, mustering up the courage to ask them out on that first date, or out to coffee, or to movie, or even dinner. I would just recommend um, that you kind of do it a little more carefully than how Josie had done it, just in case there are feelings of, you know, that the same feelings are not met in the relationship. Um, kind of like with Josie, uh, with her crush, her crush was actually mortified when she shared her sonnet and her poem in language arts class. And I mean, she was just kind of so blindly in, in love with him that she didn't even realize that, you know, his buddies were teasing him, he was getting mortified, and he was actually seeking vengeance on her as well, the, just the opposite of what she was expecting um, in the movie. And if you guys have never seen Never Been Kissed, uh, it's a great fun movie, especially for this time of the year. Uh, basically, it does star Drew Barrymore. She basically is an undercover reporter going back to high school to report on what it's like um, in the early 2000s, what high school was like in the early 2000s. So, I mean, I, I kind of find it's like a fun rom-com. Um, I, you know, I, I think you guys would really enjoy it. But yeah, that one scene really, to me, epitomizes a lot of Aries season. I would just say, like I said, again, getting back to those crushes. Definitely um, try to finesse it a little bit more. Like uh, if you are in high school still, I'd say maybe leave that poem in your crush's locker, you know, and, you know, have that reveal, like be a little more discreet. Don't do some things in front of the class or in front of a friend group. Um, Maybe, you know, try catching that person alone too and, you know, kind of popping the, the reveal as well, since it is kind of a personal sort of situation. 
if you are an adult doing this as well, I think it just kind of goes to say again, um, I would just uh, really advise being a little more discreet. Um, don't like out somebody out in front of coworkers and everything, you know, try to try to find, like I said, just try to find a way to finesse it a little bit. But I think your honesty in this regard will go a long way and your bravery will go a long way, whether or not it's reciprocated. Um, some of the time it's reciprocated when it comes to revealing your, to your crush that you love them. Uh, sometimes might not be, but you know, whether or not it's reciprocated, your, uh, your courage and everything that you've mustered up will be greatly rewarded at this time as well. But, you know, speaking of new beginnings as well, too, we are also moving into the first house, which Aries actually rules. So as I mentioned earlier, again, we have an about face where we're thinking more about me as well. Um, first house is really, again, um, to kind of quote John Townley, we are actually balancing the me in the relationship with the relationship. You know, so it's kind of like we're finding our own identity within the relationship is what it kind of sounds like to me. And um, I think how this goes, you know, how this can still be very romantic or how this can be still very constructive is kind of, again, kind of considering um, some of the things that you might have left on the back burner in order to make the relationship or, or to make a relationship work. Um, like say that you are someone who is looking to write or get back into writing. You were once a writer, um, you know, more specifically an investigative journalist. You had those aspirations. You had to put that on hold because you have a family or you had to put that on hold because of your, you know, the, the demands of the relationship and also with the other seasons, there are some different expectations that we're learning from. Um, this season with Aries season, it's a really great time to get back in to, you know, if like in this example, it'd be really great um, for that person to get right back into investigative journaling and actually trying his or her hand at writing a piece, writing a, um, a column or, you know, a, an article, anything um, to kind of get those creative juices flowing, get those writing juices flowing, and really become a little more involved with you. And I think with Aries season, what happens is, you know, whereas the other seasons, you know, between Capricorn and Pisces, you know, even with uh, Sagittarius season too, there are times where we get so lost in the you that either we can come across as being clingy or um, in the in the attachment styles, we can come across as being a little anxious as well, too. Um, I think in utilizing the me in the relationship, where you're kind of giving some distance where distance is needed, and you're kind of giving your partner a little bit more breathing room. Also, you're not coming across as desperate and clingy all the time when really you're just trying to think of your your partner and your significant other, which I think, you know, encompassing the the, the you in the relationship, those sort of snags can always come up. That's, that's usually very common. So Aries season challenges you. It's like um, definitely find the me in the relationship, but don't be so egocentric as to forget the relationship either, you know. Um, with your interests that will heighten the intrigue with your partner. And also with your interests, it might also heighten the conversation between you and your partner. And also, you know, um, just not only what to talk about, but also what to focus on when it comes to the relationship. 
And I also think when you get in touch with you, you also come to, um, you know, rediscover some expectations that you have of a relationship that you can bring up and, you know, make sure that they are fully met in the relationship as well. And this is within a romantic partnership as just as equally um, in a romantic partnership, as well as within a friendship or even in a working relationship too. It's like, um, I think in the working relationship, it's going to be um, utilizing your own goals and really kind of keeping your own work in focus along with being a part of a team um, in the, in the setting as well too. So that's one of the challenges. And the other one of the challenges about Aries season is that, um, because Aries individuals and the, the archetype is so ambitious, so dynamic and so, you know, future driven, um, in a way, there's also a sense of bluntness within Aries. And I, I kind of, uh, crack a smile and kind of giggle a little bit, even though it doesn't sound like it with my cold, um, definitely, uh, it, it's, it's, it's definitely there, but, um, you know, like say that there is a partner who would like to have sex in the relationship, for instance, whereas in Pisces season, we might have like maybe wined and dined and maybe hoped that, you know, the end result would kind of come about. And, you know, like in Capricorn season, we're, we're, you know, following proper protocol and proper societal structures in order to get to that end result as well. And then also Aquarius and Sagittarius seasons, we're like indirectly getting to that result. With Aries season, we're probably going to see far more of, hey, I want sex, being like really bold and bluntly honest with our partners. Now, this um, can be taken in two ways. It can either be really refreshing to kind of know what's on your partner's mind and also refreshing for your partner to have that individual know what is on your mind as well too. It can also, I mean, when used into excess, it can also be a bit of a turnoff. So what I would just say is, again, I think the biggest challenge with um, Aries season is not only how to be honest, how to, you know, and again, with Aries, it can be bluntly honest as well too. But it's like how to be honest, but how to also again, finesse it just a little bit. Because the last thing that we want is to be really honest and then, you know, turn our partner off by the blunt honesty. But again, that's one archetype of Aries that is really definitely an about face from Pisces, especially from Pisces. Um, you know, where Pisces, we're, we're being really broad, we're being very, you know, outwardly romantic, you know, with Aries, it's, we're, we're me driven again, we're bluntly honest, we're kind of stating exactly what we'd like in the relationship as well, too. Um, but yeah, like I said, finesse it. And then also, you know, kind of um, make sure that when you're being bluntly honest, too, with the regards, um, yeah, consider what you'd like to do within dates or consider what you'd like to do on the night out. Um, and then also really just see if someone is the, your partner is on board or if your friend's on board or, you know, um, if your date is also on board with it as well too. The third thing that I noticed about Aries and Aries season is that, um, Aries is really definitely future oriented, as I'd mentioned earlier. 
And whatever is in their mind space, whatever is an idea for them, is really meant to be brought into fruition. Um, you know, so kind of like make sure that all the, the green light is ready to go and everything is ready to move forward. But uh, one thing about Aries that I found very interesting is that very much like um, Scorpio, um, where they share a planet with each other, they share Mars um, together, you know, with a, like Scorpio, but also like Capricorn too. They're very goal oriented. Um, again, the way in which goals are met are always very different between Scorpio, Capricorn and Aries. But again, um, there is a sense of having goals in mind, whether for the relationship or as we'll see in the working in the workplace, um, you know, really kind of meeting individual benchmarks of the um, individual company. Um, to start off with the workplace, it's kind of interesting that during Aries, we actually have a shift in quarters. And with the shift in quarters comes new expectations, new benchmarks, um, new goals that need to be met. And, um, you know, within that sphere, don't be surprised if, uh, like, say your boss comes up and starts mentioning new goals for the company and what needs to be met, like numbers that need to be met, um, you know, goal, you know, like kind of certain services that need to be administered often. If you're like in a, say in a, bar, a barbershop or salon setting or just really, um, driving in as many sales as possible. Um, and that's usually, I think, with many uh, companies. But I think along with being goal-driven, um, you know, with relationships in general, there's, again, kind of like with Capricorn season, there's going to be a focus in on the longer term when it comes to the relationships. Even if you're having a casual sort of relationship, um, there don't be surprised if your partner turns to you and starts asking about, you know, how you feel about marriage, how you feel about having children, how you feel about living together, and some of those longer-term goals that will come up. Um, I think within marriages, again, there's going to be a rethought um, from Capricorn season of, you know, um, you know, where we see this relationship going. You know, we have our strengths, we have what we love about each other, but how is that going to move forward in the future? Um, what's going to work for us as we make future plans together and as we move into the future um, and being long-term married as well, too? Uh, for friendships, I, I would say that this is also a great time to, you know, this will be another time where you're not only analyzing what you like in the friendship, and making sure that everybody else kind of caters to that. But also, um, when it comes to goal setting, reevaluating where the friendship is going. If it's really a worthwhile friendship, or if maybe you might need a new friend group, or you might need a new friend, or um, you might need to invite other people into your group as well um, to, in order to cater to your likes, your interests, and also um, to kind of keep a long term. I think with uh, friendships, there is going to be that sense of a long term. Now, with the long term, of course, with Aries, it's always a sense of urgency. Um, things have to be done right away. A great example came with a coworker of mine. Um, you know, he wanted to upgrade his apartment. He wanted to afford an Alfa Romeo. 
So one thing that he did was that um, he started to increase his, his work shifts to 12 hours, which I thought was pretty bold. Um, very admirable, but also I kind of felt, I was kind of worried they stretched himself a little thin, um, you know, or a little too thin. And that's one concern that I always have with either Aries season or just with Aries in general, those who have aspects in Aries as well, um, that you stretch yourself a little too thin for your goals. Um, so I mean, with the relationships, there's going to be a sense of urgency, you know, a sense of urgency of, you know, gee, I'd like to get married. I'd like to make those plans starting now, like right now. Or gee, I'd like to have kids. I want to start having those plans like right now. I want to meet that perfect person like right now. Um, so again, while it's very future oriented, there is that immediate urgency as well. One thing, you know, it, it is, it would be quite, it is actually not, it would be, it is quite a challenge. Um, however, what I would just say is, really assess as a couple, um, take the time to assess as a couple, some of these longer term, very serious things that come onto the plate and really see exactly where you stand, where you want. Um, so that when there, there comes this urgency to meet it, you can kind of either slow it down, especially if it's like getting married and having kids. And this is discussed, like say on a first date, you can kind of slow that down a little bit and kind of say, you know, I might want, I would like to wait at least like five years, or I'd like to wait for a couple of months, or, you know what, I'm really not looking for that right now. I really would just like to find a partner, you know, whichever answer is really best suited to your needs um, is really, I think, something that you need to assess and mention while we're in this very bold and honest time as well. And, uh, yeah, I just think that the longer term, I just, it was a surprising notion, but yet I feel like it's a fair one, um, when it comes to Aries, because they're always thinking of the longer term goals as well. So stargazers, this is kind of like the generals of Aries. A couple of other keywords to add are always, you know, ambitious, um, Aries always, it, they're not afraid, you know, an air, somebody who has either their sun or different aspects in Aries, they're not afraid to stick their neck out, um, into what they feel is right for themselves. Um, they're not afraid to make those hot button decisions ruled by Mars. I would not be surprised if couples in this season, um, kind of get a little bit of a boost in sex. Um, being ruled by Mars, there's not only very, a lot of ambitious drive that drives Aries, you know, the fuel, you know, the Martian energy definitely fuels the Mars, the Aries, um, individual into meeting those longer term goals. But, uh, on the relationship side, I wouldn't be surprised if sexual relationships improve, if they're actually on the rise as well. But also if that kind of makes everybody far more ambitious to pursue relationships in general and a little less reticent or a little less on the fence, um, as with previous seasons, like I said, not knocking previous seasons. I just feel like it's, what's interesting about every season is that there's different relationship goals and there's different things that we learn from. I think with Aries, it's really balancing bluntness and really, um, you know, again, kind of managing those long-term goals, having long-term goals as well, kind of thinking about them um, while going into the relationship and 
really balancing me with you um, in the relationship as well. So um, now that we've gotten into the general of Aries season, there's also, as always, the shadow side of Aries season. So um, one thing that I see as a shadow is because Aries is always so forthright, again, taking a look at the glyph, their headspace, their feeling space, everything that they think of as a goal, they're ready to put into action. You know, I kind of think of like Reese Witherspoon. She probably realized at seven years old she wanted to become an actor, and so she made it happen. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if within that same day she went up to her mom and said, hey, I want to become an actor. How can I do this? Or, hey, I want to become an actor. I want to go to an audition as soon as possible. Um, where, Where are auditions posted? And, you know, started off her career, um, a jumpstart her career. I actually remember seeing her in her debut, um, in a, a debut movie when she was like 10 years old. So I think she really did start her career at a very young age, but again, kind of jumpstarted it really, um, quite young, really early. Um, which is very, um, you know, like I said, again, very atypical of Aries. They like start things right away. But because there's this dynamic energy of, hey, no time to lose, you know, suck the marrow out of life, carpe diem, come on, let's go. Within relationships, I just have to say, be careful of careless actions. You know, like I mentioned earlier, if you are going to reveal to your crush that you do like them, that you love them, make sure you have some tact behind that. Like maybe... um kind of say it when you're in private with the crush as opposed to being like Josie in Never Been Kissed where she's, you know, revealing all this in, you know, to the whole of an English literature class, which can be very humiliating. Um, I also just say approach with tact when it comes to the bluntness, you know, as opposed to always just saying, hey, I want to go to the opera. I'm going to go right now. And guess what? I got the tickets for it. Um, maybe instead, like, kind of recommend it a day or two in advance. And um, if your partner does want to go, hey, great. If your partner doesn't is not really that interested in that, um, be prepared of a plan B. Have a plan B in mind. And... Um, Let's, you know, I think the goal here is not to be careless and not to take an all or nothing sort of stance when it comes to the relationship as well. But definitely don't be like too foolhardy, like going, you know, having sex after the first date and realizing that you guys went through a very awkward stage and you don't like each other anymore. Or, you know, the one careless action that I've been seeing um, on my walks is people once again, following really closely behind me. And when I say closely behind me, enough to where they could touch my back, um, you know, or they could touch me, you know, it's like that close and enough to where their shadows like over me. Um, again, don't be so foolhardy to kind of invade, you know, in order to seek attention, don't be so foolhardy to invade somebody's space and also disrespect their boundaries, and also, um, you know, disrespect them. I know when people have done that to me, the first thing that I think of is, you know, having PTSD 
the first thing I think of is, oh my God, I got to defend myself. And a lot of these individuals have been lucky that I haven't gone like switch on to self-defense mode. And they've all been very lucky that they didn't get like a water bottle in the face or something else in the face and other actions that are very destructive. Um, you know, or, or another situation, which is, you know, like getting yelled at as well too. Um, I mean, if you're going to, if you're trying to get somebody's attention, um, don't be careless about it. Like, um, following closely behind them and invading somebody's space. Maybe like find a way to pass that person and be polite about it. Hey, I'm going to pass you or, Hey, good afternoon. I'm going to pass you. You know, or while you're passing that person, maybe say good afternoon or, you know, have some man, you know, be mannerly about it as opposed to just being rude, um, which comes with the careless territory of Aries. I also just think, you know, just be very, you know, cautious, be very wise in how you approach the relationships and not be too foolhardy and too robust in the relationship as well. I know it seems like a contradiction because the, the season promotes being bold, being honest, being ambitious, but again, make sure that those goals, um, are met, you know, in a very reasonable sort of way as well. Um, Marge, um, Joanna Martin Wolfolk had also mentioned, uh, sometimes Aries has an issue with, um, they start a project and they don't finish it because of just that momentum of going towards the future. And I think as well to this can pertain to relationships, um, especially with those who are into um, casual relationships and say like their partner is not on board with the casual relationship. Make sure that you're not just starting a relationship and then leaving it all of a sudden, you know, being um, foolhardy again ambitious, um, looking at the next pretty thing that comes along, the next pretty woman, the next pretty guy, the next pretty, you know, like I said, the, you know, kind of like don't completely distance yourself um, from the relationship. Even if you're looking for a casual relationship, what could end up with this not finishing what you've started could end up, you know, that you look very sloppy and that you can also look like a Casanova and, Trust me, I've had friends, I've had friends who are Casanovas, um, true Casanovas. While the pros is that they know how to, you know, definitely handle women and they know women's needs. The cons are that they don't really seem very sincere and they tend to get that reputation that they're not very sincere, that they're not very, um, you know, committed, not very interested. And they kind of end up all alone at the end of the night. Um, so I would just say, if you're going into a casual relationship, make sure that everyone's on board, um, with that, or, um, you know, if you're not interested in the relationship, again, utilize that honesty, but, you know, kind of break it to the other person nicely that you're not interested. Um, but definitely utilize that honesty to not, um, have the situation where you're starting a relationship and then fly, you know, flitting off somewhere else, which I think is also, pretty common within Aries as well too. You know, with Aries comes spring and a lot of people, when it comes to spring, it's not just attracting just one person, it's attracting many. And I think that that can be a little bit of an, that can create a bit of an issue as well. 
And then, of course, there is the issue of impatience um, when it comes to Aries. And Aries are notorious for being impatient, unfortunately. Um, they, they would like things to be done now in the timely manner or they get bored and they move on. Um, within relationships, I would just say, make sure again, and I think this comes with just finessing things. Like when you say to your partner, Hey, I want sex, you know, um, you know, not doing that all the time, but also I think just finessing it a little bit along with the blunt honesty, maybe, you know, make it a little more subtle, like, Hey, I'm going to seduce you tonight, or Hey, I'm going to romance you tonight. You know, have that little interplay. But, um, I think how this really relates to impatience, sorry, again, the cold going into the mists, <laughs> um, you know, with the impatience, it, I think, um, really like say if somebody states, you know, not tonight, try not to be too impatient and try not to try to give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just not in the mood. Maybe it's not the right time or, you know, maybe there are other factors into consideration that need to be considered as well. Um, I think that goes for all relationships really with the impatience just because you don't have your Mets need right now doesn't mean that the relationship is not worthwhile. Um, there might be some other golden nuggets um, in there that, that need to be considered. So try not to be too foolhardy and impatient to um, be blinded by foresight as well, which I think is a really foresight is really a very valuable friend and a very valuable ally no matter what season we're in and no matter what relationship we are encountering. Well, Stargazers, I had noticed that this is a very short episode for tonight. Um, however, I do hope that it was a helpful episode for you when it comes to this very dynamic. And, you know, um, honestly, with Aries, I have to say on the whole, whether or not you do get along with the season for me, it's very helpful. Um, you know, we have the longer days when it comes to spring. We have the promise of blooms to come. I mean, actually, the crocuses have started to come up. Daffodils have started to come up as well. Um, I mean, there's like a nice, brighter outlook um, in the, the horizon. So, you know, with those new beginnings with Aries, I think there's like a new, new potential, new hope. Um, you know, really like a, a nice time to set your own goals for sure, whether you're at work or whether you're in a relationship to set like those new goals for yourself and really reconsider what um, you would like to have happen. Um, as well as, you know, having those new beginnings start off with new beginnings, you know, new, fresh um sort of situations, no matter what the relationship happens to be. If you're in a long-term friendship, a long-term marriage, or if like, say you're just starting to date at this time too, um, this can be a very helpful time as well. So um, I, I do hope that you guys savor this wonderful, helpful time. Um, as always, Stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars we have a new moon that's actually starting to be like the, the, the crescent shape. So um, at first it was like the fingernail at the beginning of this week. Now it's turning, you know, the, the moon is growing. It's kind of waxing just a little bit. 
So there's that to see. And then I think Venus, honestly, Venus, I think, is still honestly in the Western Hemisphere in the sky. And it's been a very beautiful sight to see uh, when it has come to the stars in the sky as well. Orion's belt has officially shifted over towards the Western half of the sky, which usually indicates that spring is here, you know, in the spring and summer, Orion's belt's usually in the western half, and then it moves towards the eastern half of the sky towards fall and winter. So again, that's also very promising and neat. But, you know, whether you you like to take a look up at the stars to see the origins of astrology, or whether you just kind of need a break from your day, uh, I can completely understand. Um, definitely take a look up at the stars. And, um, you know, definitely have that, have those moments with the stars and with the night sky. And above all, stargazers, do not be like me and catch a cold. <laughs> Even though, like I said, I've done everything I can to prevent that. Just, you know, be careful out there. Um, cold, flu, and unfortunately, COVID season is still out there. Do be careful. Um, you know, make sure that you're taking necessary precautions I would say with these new beginnings, make sure to take good care of your health big time. Um, even if you're not sick, take some great preventative measures at this time, because I think that that will definitely benefit you for the future as well, too. But above all, stargazers, between now and next week, I do hope that you're well. And until then. If you have any questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com or on her Instagram page at Sandra dot Misek. Again, that is M-I-S-E-K. Also, for as little as $2 a month, you can become a Patreon for this particular podcast. Um, first off, being a Patreon to 7th House Astrology will be greatly appreciated. And also on top of that, you can get a free Sinistry chart. Uh, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology. 7th House Astrology, again, is one word. Um, so patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details. <laughs>